series, but, but this is really a new series because now we're going to deal with kingdom family. Kingdom family. God placed it on my heart. I fought it, but God said, no, we need to go there. I said, okay, Lord, if we need to go there, we, we need to go there. Today, I'm just going to give you the introduction. Uh, we are going back to Genesis, and, and we're going to deal with, try to deal with Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3 in parts to set up what was God's purpose and intent when he made man, when he made woman. When he made this thing called family, because family really begins with him. If you are a Christian, you are part of God's family. I believe that unless you know the purpose or something, you're going to pervert it. What you see on the earth and all the activity and all the craziness, it is the perversion of not knowing why we have been created. If you want to know why something is, is, is made, you go back to the originator. You go back to the creator. You go back to the one that, 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 that designed it, who purposed it, who spoke it into existence. And there and only there do you find your purpose. Today, I, I'm going to try to at least lay out the introduction of it. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn to Genesis chapter 1, and we will begin reading in verse uh, 26. It shall come up on the screen before you, and it reads as such in our hearing. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion, authority over the fish of the seed, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created man Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God says, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth. Every tree whose fruit yields seed, you to you it shall be for food. And also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Then God saw everything 
and that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were, were the sixth day. Amen. Father, even now, Lord, increase the anointing, increase the wisdom. Lord, increase the power. Move Tracy out of the way and allow me to become an instrument, a vessel of your glory. Lord, bring back everything into my remembrance that, that needs to be said, that needs to be explained. Lord, even now. Lord, even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Genesis is the book of what we call beginnings. In fact, that is what Genesis really means is beginnings. If you really want to find what God's intent and purpose, it is hidden in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and part of 3. The truth of the matter is what we see on earth now is not the way God designed it. <laughs> You know, we want to blame God for the chaos on, on, on the earth. And really, we ought to blame man. When Adam disobeyed God, he, he really said, I got this. I don't need you. Uh, don't be so hard on Adam because we still utter those attitudes today. And then when things mess up and we find ourselves in consequences of our decisions, we have, the, we have the audacity to blame God and call us punishment. Listen, punishment is not the same as consequences. Punishment is when God's trying to get you straight. Consequences is based on the decision we made. So there, when we are eaten of our bad decision, God didn't do it, I did. Can you, can you believe that all the chaos, all the turmoil, all the craziness is because Adam decided that he had it? Uh, can, can I step into that a little bit more? Many times the chaos, the mess, that we live in because we have made the decision, we got it. Let's go back. Let's go back because I believe that we are living in many ways in a perversion of God's original intent. A perversion means if I use this piano as my cutting board, I am perverting the purpose of what the piano has been made for. The creator 
made this as an instrument to make beautiful music. And it's made out of wood and, and there's a purpose and intent. And when I use it for anything else other than what it's been made for, I am using it out of its purpose and intent. And I have perverted. Let me throw this out to you. Whenever you are not walking in what God has you to walk in, we are perverting what we was made for. We are perverting why we was created. When we're not right where God wants us to be, we are walking not in God's perfect will, but in a perversion of his will. And you want to know why things are so messed up? <laughs> Listen, God is a God of purpose. Before he started creating in Genesis 1 and 1, God had already laid out what he had in mind. Did you know that God's beginning don't start in Genesis 1-1? Do you know where God's beginning begins? God don't have no beginning. God always have been, always will be. He's God all by himself. Listen, so, so when God made you, regardless what anybody else said about you, God had a purpose and an intent with your name on it. Hold on, hold on. Y'all need to stay with me now. Listen, listen, and until you find that, until you find that in Christ Jesus, you always going to be chasing after something that can't fulfill you. Let's go back to when it says Genesis 1, uh, 26. And God said to us, let us, now, he's not talking to the angels because the angels don't have nothing to do with creation. But biblically speaking, God the Father gets credit for creation. God the Son gets credit for creation. God the Holy Spirit gets credit for creation. So the triune God has always been. He just didn't become a tribune God when Jesus came on earth because there's times that he speaks in a plural form and he speaks as though the council of the Godhead, one God, three personalities come together and they said that let us share how awesome we are. Hold on, let me, let me go back, let me go back. God don't need you. He don't need none of us. God was completely content and satisfied enjoying himself all by himself. <laughs> you know, he, but, but God is a God that loves to share how good he is with someone else. So notice what he says. Let us make man in our image. Do not believe the lie that you came from apes. I don't care what they taught you in school. Let me, let me, let me dig into this. I did a, like a 10-page 
paper on this. So I had to do the research. You know what I discovered? You know that ape they call Lucy? You know those other apes that's supposed to be half human and half ape? And they said they found a tooth or a skeleton? No, they didn't. When whoever they was that found it, what you don't understand is when they investigated, it was never a transitional skeleton or an animal that was in between. Let's go a step deeper. There has never been found a transitional skeleton of something going from one species into another species because God did not make us by evolution. A rabbit don't become a cat. A cat don't transition into a dog. When he made it, he made it according to their species. Now, it may change in species. A wolf will transition into a dog, but it's in the same species. You can make a dog and a wolf because they're the same species. There is variance within the same species, but you will not see it transition out of species. And there has never been a skeleton found in all these years that proved that there's a transitional process from one species into another species. If it would have happened, it would have been millions of it. But because it didn't happen, you can't find it. When God says here, he says, I made you special. I didn't make you like anybody else. The elephants, I called up out of the ground. The lion, I called up out of the ground. The eagle, I called in the air. The whale, I called in the sea. But you, but you, but you, I begin to make you after me. God is spirit, which means the core of you is spirit. Listen, you are a spiritual being that's having a natural experience. And we have to decide whether we're going to live in the natural or step up to the spiritual. And the only way you can step into the spiritual, that's why Jesus said, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, can I go back into my mother's womb? He said, no, I'm not talking about physical. What is born of the flesh is flesh. But what is born of the spirit is Holy Spirit. You must have a spiritual experience where you accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit make you alive spiritually. I'm calling you back to what you was created to be. I'm calling you and restoring you to my original purpose and intent. Listen, 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 listen. You cannot be the man or woman that you're supposed to be without a relationship in Christ. Amen. 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 Anything 
that is out of the element that it is born in dies. Let me prove it. I take a fish out of the sea. I lay it on the communion table and pray over it. Hold on now. It's on the communion table, y'all. I done prayed on it, but guess what it's going to do? It's out of his element. Okay? I take an eagle, I clip the wings, I pray over it and release it. Going to die. I took it out of his element. I take a man who don't know Jesus and I can pray over him as much as I want to. He's already dead. Because Adam stepped out of the element he was created in. Let us make, what's this? Our image after our life. Someone who can enjoy me. Someone I can download into. Someone that would be my child. I want a family that I can, I can pour into them and they can enjoy me like I enjoy myself. <laughs> that they can experience the joy of knowing me as God. Listen, and, 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 and in enjoying me, they can handle dominion and authority because I'm going to bless them to have dominion, authority over the earth. Let me, let me show you what happens. When, when God is out of order in our lives, everything else is out of order. There's no way to have order proper order in relationship to anything else and we don't have right relationship with him. Hold on. I'm talking to Christians now. If, if Jesus is not what you're seeking, you're going to seek something else. He says, I said, he said, as long as you got this in order, I give you power and authority. But what, you know, I discovered that when he is not in proper position, things begin to have authority over us. You know what? This makes perfect sense why Jesus talked about money more than anything else. You know why he talks about money more than anything else? Because money, currency gives you power. So therefore, when Jesus is not over your life, your money has power over you. That's why it's so hard to give. That's why it's so hard to tie. Because we don't trust God to give provision. Provision. What? Things now, instead of having dominion over the things of the earth, the things of the earth now have dominion over us. How can I say this? He's trying to get us back to where he called us to. <laughs> Listen, this is relationship, y'all. When he says, I made man in my image according to him, he didn't, he didn't just set man. Chris, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. 
He, did, he didn't just, because right now we haven't even gotten to this place yet. Right now, what he has made is his spirit. What you read in Genesis chapter 2 is God making an earth suit his body. Can, can I go a step deeper? Whatever he makes first is the essence of man. It's more important than the suit he placed him in. Your body is not the real you. Your body is the suit that contains you. That's why when you die, your suit falls off, but the real you go to heaven or hell. The problem is we act like the suit is us and we don't even pay attention to the spirit. That's why walking by faith is spirit, but walking by your senses and your emotion is natural. When he made Adam, no, you ain't finished yet. God didn't shh and send you off by yourself, but that's what we act like. Come at, come at, come at, come at, come at. What God wanted was is that he would say, chase me. Let me teach you. Let me show you. And as long as you got your eyes on me, you got dominion over everything else. But you don't even know how to be you until you keep your eyes on me. Let me show you who you are. Let me download into you. Let me be your source. Let me be your inheritance. Let me show you how awesome you are. Let me show you. I'm your father, so let me teach you. And guess what? You're never going to be independent of me. I want you dependent on me because I want you to become like me. You will never be God, but you will reflect everything I put in you. So I made you that you can understand and I can love you. Matter of fact, the first commandment says, love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now watch this. He didn't say go to church. He didn't say have religion. He says, love me relationship. And if you love me relationship, you want to worship me. You want to come to church. You got your walking with me. He don't say, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. See, that's the problem. We sit down too quick. That's the problem. We go do our own thing. I didn't tell you to sit down. And that is exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. We do what he didn't tell us to do and wonder why we're in the position we're in. All right. All right. I have more to pour into him, but he didn't want no more, so he's going to go. And as long as he don't want no more, God ain't going to give no more. we go through the struggles while we go through the downs because many of us has quit chasing God and hard times make you chase him again. 
more than your outwardness. God is working on your inwardness because once he gets your inwardness, it will manifest on your outwardness. Our priorities is missing how it started. It's the presence of God. It's knowing him deeper, growing in him. God has created you where there is a God-sized void in the middle of your being, and the only thing that can satisfy it is your spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you're not, a, even, even as a Christian, you can have an emptiness because you're not chasing him. Understand what I'm saying? When, when that void is not filled with him, you're going to find someone or something else to fill it. Yes, sir. We, we, we take the stuff that is created to be our God because we're not depending on him to be our God. And when I say depend on him, I mean, not just when I need a miracle, not just when I need healing. I mean, every day I need him. He's my joy. He's my strength. He's my peace. When all hell break loose, I can create environments. How can I say this? Your title don't mean nothing to him. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, turn to your neighbor and say, everything I got, everything I own is from him. He gave it to me. Then, then why do we make what he gave to us our God? Listen, listen, listen. We've been deceived. Just like Satan deceived in Genesis 3, he's still deceiving today. Yes, so yes, so it's is. imperative. It's imperative. I thought you were talking about family. I am talking about family because the first order of family is, is our relationship with God. The first commandment is relationship. Jesus. Luke, Matthew 22, Jesus, what, what is the greatest commandment? He said, all the commandments is already wrapped up in two. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor. But watch it, you can't love your neighbor till you love me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sometimes it's hard. Because sometimes it's hard to love her. Listen, it's not about them loving you. It's about you loving them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And watch this. You think it's hard for you to love them. It's hard for God to love us. But when you recognize that he loved you in spite of you, it helps you to be merciful towards other folks because you and I haven't been all that. It's love that saved you. It's grace that caught you. But love that loved you before grace caught up with you. And mercy kept you because he should have killed you. Relationship. So watch this. So, so, so watch this. I can tell how deep we are in our relationship with God by how we treat everybody else. All right. Oh, hold on, hold on, 
hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 watch this, watch this, watch this. If I got a problem with him and everybody else, guess what? The problem isn't him and everybody else. The problem is. Yes, sir. And it's this. Because until I find peace with God, I don't have no peace. (laughs) What's on the inside will manifest itself on the outside. So even though I can fake it on Sunday for two hours, let's go ask your children how you are at home. Can I talk to y'all for a minute? No, I'll just, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) He said, our children live with us. Let's ask the husband or wife, because they live with us. Let's ask our siblings, because they live with us. And watch this. We are no more closer than God, our loving God, than we treat other people with love. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? Because I am what I allow to manifest on the outside. And if I do this, that is going to manifest on the inside and it's going to come up on the outside. Now watch this now. Hold on. But that is spirit. In the natural, I can't do that. Which means then I got to be tapped into my spirit being and allow the nature and person of Christ to manifest itself in my spirit. There's a war inside of me because he says keep his eyes on me, but there's other things calling your name. And the moment you look over there, you can't receive what I'm trying to pour in. Now, now the problem is we're living in a world that has distraction and a purpose. Now, come on, I, said, I did have dominion till Adam gave the dominion to Satan. So now Satan has created a false world, not like God intended. So now it's full of distraction. Okay, let's go back. Thank you, man. But stay on guard. You can go and sit. You can... You can come, come here, let me walk. You want to sit here? You want to sit there? You can sit there. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord bless you. May the Lord shine on you. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Let's go back. Let's go back to, 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 to Genesis 1, 26. This is just the introduction, y'all. Genesis 1:26. What's this? And he said, "Let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness." Gave him dominion, authority, because what he's God's trying to set up is a family of kings and queens on earth that will rule the earth like He will rule it. It's, a, it's an extension of heaven on earth. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? 
It was an extension of God's kingdom, and man is supposed to learn how to walk in kingdom authority and purpose and create heaven on earth as God as his God, as he was following God and keeping his eyes on God. It's going to be restored, but, but that's when Jesus comes and set up his king. Let's, let's go on. Up oh, Next, 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 next. What's this? He said, so God created man in his own. Now, not the body, y'all. He don't create the body till Genesis 2.8. Here, he's, this, is, this is Genesis 1.27. He created his, his spirit in his own image because God is spirit. He created him in his, he created him after his own image and likeness. He created, he created, this was ugly. He created the spirit and Adam and Eve together. Not separate. Let me explain that. When I'm going to make, if I'm going to be a puzzle maker, I don't make each individual piece. You know what I do? I make the whole picture. Then I cut it into pieces. The reason I do that is when I begin to bring the pieces, I know they fit because they was cut out of one another. But look how it reads. And in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. It's two in one till he separates it. Y'all see where I'm coming from. So watch this. Hold on, but let me go a step deeper. Can I go a step deeper? That means, come here. I'm going I'm to go speed up a little bit. Okay, we're going to go. In. That means that you are as much in God's image as I am. Though our gender is different, we both represent God. Hold on. Hold on. God is non-gender. But when he separated what he made in his likeness, he made it me male, you female. But we represent God more fully when we come together. the picture of God that you don't have. You have the picture of God I don't have. Now watch this, watch this. We've been hearing always about the, the husband and wife being the, the, the image of Christ and the church. That is true. But that's New Testament. In the Old Testament, the husband and wife is a picture, is the portrait of God. The portrait of God is his picture of his face. Now watch this. I'm the right side of his face. The woman is the left side of his face. That's a fuller picture of him. Okay, you two, stand up. Kenny, you two, turn around. The reason why they can't come together, because that's two right sides of God. His picture. 
scripture. It's his portrait. God has the right to say what looks like him. You got to understand marriage is not about us. It's about the portrait that he's trying to show his reflection on the earth. But, but, but when we get involved, we mess everything else. So, so, so tell me, can, can you have a true portrait and it's two sides of the right side? Purpose. Listen, God doesn't do anything halfway. When he does it, he does it completely, and his purpose is already set up and finished. He didn't start at Genesis 1 without knowing the completion of it. Matter of fact, when he created you, he didn't do it without knowing what you, he don't say, oh, that was going to happen to you? I didn't know that. <laughs> There's nothing we go through that God didn't know was going to happen before he started this thing. And if he knew it was going to happen, he has already given you gracious strength to go through whatever, whatever, whatever. Our God is not lax in anything. What the lax is is us trusting him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Isaiah 46 and 10. And then we're going to call it quits because we don't got much time. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Isaiah says, look what it says. Isaiah says, God declaring the end and the result of all things from the beginning. Hold on, some of y'all didn't catch that. That means before he started creating in Genesis 1-1, he already fixed the end result. Hold on, some of y'all didn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before anything started happening, he already fixed the end of everything. So when he started it, he knew exactly how it was going to end and knew everything in between. Kenny, can I use you? Before you was in the thought of your mama. Well, your mama, before she was in the thought of her mama. Before your grandmama was in the thought of her mama. Before your great-grandmama was in the thought of her mama. Before the great-great-grandmama, God already knew you and saw you and already ordered you. He knew what you was going to go. God knew you was going to have a gun charge, and he already at the beginning of a Genesis knew that that gun charge was going to be removed and not expunged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said, if you knew my story, he did know your story. And order your victory through your story. Listen. Listen, listen, the more I realize that what I've gone through, the more I give it to God, the more it's available to him to use to bring glory to himself. 
God hasn't wasted anything if you let it be given to him. Some of us is ashamed of what we've been through. Don't be ashamed. Use it for God's glory. Yes, I used to do that. Yes, I used to be that. But look at me now. Ever since I met Jesus, there has been a change. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You know, you know what's so, you know what's so, you know what's so amazing? He's still writing out my story. I'm still in the midst of my change. I, I still don't see all that he has for me, all he's going to do through me. Now, now, I look back and I glory in what he has done. But that makes me amazed at what he's about ready to do. I believe the best is yet to come. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sometimes we shout too soon. The reason I say that is because you can't get to your destiny unless you're walking with him. Your destiny is not automatic. You determine how far you get to what he got for you. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. God will take you as far as you want to go. Listen, listen, listen. God is not, listen, watch this. Watch this, watch this. If you choose to sit down, that don't hurt God's plan. He'll walk on and go to somebody else and come here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you more to do what he didn't do. I originally had this much, but now because you will, I'll give you this much because you're going to do what he refused to do. God won't force you because he feels like he's a bad enough, awesome enough, good enough God that you ought to want to. Listen, 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 listen. God has shown you enough that you should want to chase him. Now, if you don't see that, it's not that he didn't show it to you. It's because you refuse to look at it. But the truth of the matter is, when, when we stand before him, he will take you back to what he had for you. And he will show you where you should have been. But you refuse to go there. So therefore, when you are complaining about what life didn't yield to you, maybe the yield is not on his part, it's on your part. You know, one of the hardest things is when God sits you down and shows you what you could have. Don't tell me God won't put your face in it. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all to come with me. God will show you. This head, that's what I have for you, but the door is now shut. How can I say this? God is long-suffering, but he's not forever suffering. Amen. Amen. Why? Listen, if I and you don't walk this by faith, 
and we allow the body, Genesis 2, 7, Genesis 2, 7, Genesis 2, 7. Let me go there real quick. Let me go there real quick. Genesis 2, 7. Watch this, watch this, watch this. When, when, when he begins, and the Lord God, form, form is different than create. It's like the Play-Doh is already there. And he just takes the Play-Doh and begin to fashion it, mold it, shape it, like the potter. The potter takes something that is already in existence and he reshapes it for a purpose. What God did was he shaped your body to hold your spirit. But that does not mean that all you have is your body. He created you with your senses, but your senses are not supposed to rule you. Your faith means I'm not walking by what I see. I'm walking by what I believe. And I believe the word of God. And I don't know when he's going to do it, but I believe he's going to do it. So if I got to close my eyes and keep talking to myself, my faith is going to overrule. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. You got to open up your, and your mouth and praise God when your feelings tell you you don't. How can I say this? You need to create an inward equilibrium that will hold you with all held on brokers. Okay, some of y'all not listening to me. I tell you what's gonna happen. Stuff is because life is gonna happen, and when life happens, it will bring you to the point of losing your mind. And if you don't know how to build up your spiritual man on the inside, life on the outside will make you lose your mind. But let me talk to some people who know what I'm talking about. Is there anybody in the house been to hell and back? Is there anybody in the house, if they knew your story, they wouldn't believe your story? Is there anybody in the house that knows that your praise got you through? Is there anybody in the house know that, that you found a place in your prayer room that when nothing else would work, you got down on your knees, you prostrate yourself, before your God and without changing anything. God gave you peace. God gave you joy. You got up with a new attitude because you recognize your God was bigger than your problems. That's the presence of God. When God got through making his suit, God blew his spirit into his suit. And when Adam opened up his eyes, he spiritually experienced God. He spiritually experienced, not the garden, not Eve. He experienced God until you Find yourself where you know how to get in this presence until you seek him 
first. Seek ye the kingdom of God first above all things. Then everything else I would give to you because you got things in proper order. Watch this. He opened up and he became a living soul, but he was spiritually dominated, not fleshly dominated. He walked with God. He talked with God. God became his friend, his father. He, he, he was walking a natural experience, but, but, but he was walking it in a spiritual mindset. God was his everything. His just, listen, the reason why he didn't know he was naked, because he was covered in God's glory. Let me tell you what God's glory would do. You're going through a situation, but you don't feel it. You know you're going through it, but the peace of God, the joy of God, got you from the top of your head to the bottom of your foot. And you see folks going against you. You see the situation, and you walk around as, woo. What's up with you? You not, you not, you not what? Listen, how can I say this? Until you experience it, you don't know it's real. Until you get there. Listen, there's some Christians who don't know what I'm talking about. They're missing out on what their father has for them. It comes in his, listen, his presence is so good. <laughs> his presence is so awesome. That the truth of the matter is, Kenny, that, that you're at home in his presence. After a while, you get to the place, you don't feel comfortable any place else. <laughs> Oh, come on, y'all. You know when I'm at my best? When I'm doing what I'm doing now. See, I was created to do this. I was created to do it. When you sing him, you're on another level. When you worshiping, nothing else matters. The bills are due, you don't care. Someone talking about you, you don't care. You really don't care. You really don't care. Because it don't matter what they think, what matters what he thinks. And when you are worshiping him, everything else takes a back seat. When you go on your knees, you ought to get in his presence. Because when you get on his knees, peace. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here you are frustrated, disturbed, but don't let me get to my closet. I don't got a closet. I got a pillar on the side of my bed that I can put my knees on. Hold on, hold on. I used to not use a pillar on hardware floors until I started having trouble walking upstairs because I was wearing out my knees 
a horror show. So I said, I guess I'm not as tough as I used to be. And now I got a pillar to help out my knees. But if I get to my pillar, I'm not talking about sleeping. I'm talking about getting on my knees before my Savior, before my Keeper. Don't let me get on my knees. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then if trouble hit me before I get home, my car turns into a sanctuary. presence of God anywhere in a shopping store have a little talk with Jesus he makes everything alright anywhere you know I discover the more I get in his presence the easier it is to get in his presence hold on hold on hold on can I throw something else at you there's times when I'm not trying to get in his presence, but he takes me in his presence. Oh, oh. He'll wake you up in the midnight hour saying, I just want to spend a little time with my child. I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit. I'm really trying to quit. But it feels good to be in this presence. I feel like, I feel like I'm in my element. I can fly. I can breathe because I'm in my element. My element is the presence of my father. Nothing else will show you who you are. Nothing else will make you okay, regardless of what's going on on the inside. You can't tell me it's not possible. I've done experience for myself. Do I have any witnesses in the house? I want someone that haven't been there to know I'm not just talking smack. That he's real. His presence is real. Listen, 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 listen. That's why he filled you with the Holy Spirit, but you got to let the fat flow. And the way you let it flow is by seeking him. You can walk in it. You can talk in it. You can just every day, every day. You ought to start off in the morning. I'm yours, Lord. Have thy own way, Lord. Adam wakes up in his first experience with God. Matter of fact, let me Adam and Eve in Adam's body. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Adam, the spirit of 
hands of ease and connect with Adam in Adam's bondage. So when he wakes up, they wake up in the presence of God. Hold on. Somebody said, well, I just don't believe in the triune God. Well, that's triune. Adam and Eve together in the presence of God. That's creation. Thank you. 